Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, where niches need. I'm your producer, Ben. Alongside your director, Matt. The Shea Butter himself, Monty, is here. And we have a heckin' heckin' doozy of a show this week. Monty, how the heck you doing? I'm surviving. (laughs) I went to see John Wick, which we'll talk about. And we I have, a, I, have a, I have a surprise, uh, interesting theory that I'm gonna, I'm ooh, gonna put okay. my, my monies on. Okay. Yeah. We'll but we'll get to it. But are we? I'm just, just for our audience. Are we doing a spoiler one or are we doing a spoiler-free talk? We're we're gonna start in generalities, All right. then All right. transition into spoilers. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, Matt, Mr. Matagu. Wow. What's good, Shug? Never say that again. (laughs) Well, well, since the last episode's come out, I also saw John Wick 4, which was, uh, a good time that we'll talk about. And then I also watched a, uh, a grand old film called Last Man Down. That was another, uh, very, very unique experience. And we'll, we'll, again, a fascinating, fascinating. Oh Last God. man down. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk. The back of today's show. Classic oh, five stars under Last fifty man, yeah. type yeah. film. And there's a there's uh, a whole story that led us to it. So we have people to blame. Yeah, yeah. and okay. and I and just to give a quick thesis statement or a quick preview, it opened a lot of my eye. It opened all of my eyes, all twelve of them. Ben, Bennett, Bennett. A portion during watching the movie was actually fearing for his life, based on the conversation we were having. Yeah, it it really opened my eyes to what the smallest small scale and what the future of like sci-fi channel original movies are. But we're, hey, we're gonna get there. We're we're, we're gonna get there. But the John first, Wood versus John Wick kind of situation. Cue the classic theme <laughs> because it is WrestleMania week, baby. Wait, Ben, 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 how how are you? I'm doing great because it's WrestleMania yeah! week, baby. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 39 in my backyard of Los Angeles, California. WrestleMania going Ooh. Hollywood in SoFi Stadium. And if I don't get lost and murdered in the parking lot at SoFi, let me tell you what, Wait, we got what? a heck of a time uh, on our hands. It's it's the closest it? I'm ever going to get to uh, living next door to WrestleMania in my life, considering SoFi Stadium without traffic is like a 15-minute drive for me. Uh, Are you going to walk? With traffic, it's about a 45-minute drive. Uh, but Yikes. it's <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a humdinger of a show. But who gives a shit about WrestleMania? What really matters are the shows around WrestleMania week. So I am going to a total of nine shows. Nine shows? Both active wrestling and and just wrestling themed. Is that counting both nights of WrestleMania as separate shows? Okay. Yes. Uh, Beginning Thursday and going through Monday next week. Uh... Monday, the far end, Monday Night Raw, the day after WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. We have both days of WrestleMania, and I'm going to run down the cards of these shows I'm going to. Uh, WrestleMania, of course, is the big showcase. It's going to take place uh, Saturday and Sunday afternoon, Pacific time, featuring 
a four-way women's tag match for nothing. A four-way men's tag team match for nothing. Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. faces his son Dominic. Sami Zayn and Kevin that, Owens that face was the Usos up. for the well, tag team week. titles. That 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 Sami Zayn and and uh, his friend are gonna lose. I I'm so happy to see Sami Zayn treated like a main event guy. Oh I yeah. genuinely Sami Zayn being treated like garbage by Vince McMahon booking is the thing that made me stop watching WWE. Is uh, do you do you want him do you want him to win? I'm not saying do you think he's going yes. to I'm saying do you want him to? Yeah, I'm a Sammy guy. Why wouldn't I want Sammy? I mean, to win? so are, we're going to get all good times this mania. It's going to be a good time you mania. Sure, it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania is supposed to be good times. I don't know. We've had Roman Reigns run at Mania. It's enough times for it to not be a good time. Before when the Miz won in the main event of WrestleMania at WrestleMania 27 Mm-hmm. He was only the fourth heel to win in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, was it? Is it? It was he. He was a heel in the story, but not a heel in the hearts of the people. Mm-hmm. Well, that remains to be seen. Also on the show, we have Gunta versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in a yeah, Hossboy three-way for the IC title. Match Edge, of the night. Canada's own Monty will take on Finn Balor in Hell in Ooh. a Cell. But you know, it's gonna it's good it's gonna be the brood edge versus the demon Finn Balor. Okay, shut and up, Matt. Don't ruin Gang, it. Don't. King Krell's gonna be there. I hope King Krell's gonna, Krell be, there. Is gonna be there. Well, Definitely. we don't know. We know he's booked, but every wrestler and their uncle is booked for WrestleMania week in LA. We're gonna get to that. Uh again, fuck it. It's gonna be the best intro of all entrance of the night. We have Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. The sleeper John Cena hit. Sleeper returns hit. to face Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Lol Cena wins. Becky Lynch teams with Trish Stratus and Lita to face Damage Control. Bailey's cadre of her Dakota Kai and Io Sky. I I oh, give yeah. the I give the least amount of shits about that match. Why? What it's about Sky? What about Brock Lesnar versus the seven-foot-tall Omos? I, I'm excited for that because it's going to be horrible. Omos Sapiens rise up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What and the then fuck? in our top three matches, Bianca Belair faces Asuka for the Women's Championship. Absolutely Charlotte zero Flair build will be faces good. Rhea Ripley for the other Women's Championship. Uh, Rhea and wins. in the main event, my boy... Cody Rhodes goes from wearing a Triforce on his boots and getting a copyright claim from Nintendo <laughs> to starting AEW alongside a really rich version of me to main eventing WrestleMania where he's going to beat that ass of Roman Reigns <laughs> finally and become the WWE champion. Like, I'm just that's, curious that's the what only guarantee. Are gonna like, who's going to show up? Did you are guys have Well, the rumors? only... The only one that's going to be wrestling, uh, well, John Cena is technically a celebrity now and yeah. a WWE superstar. We have Logan Paul, who's legitimately going to put on probably one of the top five matches of the show, which he's with, makes he's with, which sucks so bad. Yeah, it's awful. It's I'd rather have Bad Bunny than him, but he's such a good wrestler. And yeah. if I don't he, know if I've ever seen someone pick up wrestling 
Yeah, just so naturally. as well as he has. Well, it I think, pisses me off. Well, him and his brother so were D one wrestlers, so like they have like real wrestling skill, which I think just helps them adapt. And they're both just they both understand how to live in a character full time. They've basically been professional wrestlers for years. They were just only doing talk. They were basically wrestling managers for years, and they're also incredibly athletic. Oh, and he's with Seth freaking Rollins, like. Of all them people to like make sure he has a good match. I right. the only thing I wish that would have been better, and I hope we get it next year, is him versus John Cena. No. I want it. I want I, I no, will pop I wanna, you really harder burn than burn through one of John Cena's last matches against Logan Paul. Yeah, it would be the worst thing done in modern wrestling, and I'd be so here for it. Especially We're like especially if it fucked we're one serious cena injury away from him just being done i'm shocked he's gonna be here this year yeah hey so john cena's back in wwe or for like a one-off oh okay like a one-off yeah yeah he he had like three raws in this yeah uh on saturday morning with a start time of i think 9 30 a.m pacific time is nxt stand and deliver the showcase of wwe's developmental talents they have a seven match card no this is on saturday because smackdown's on friday now dude that's ridiculous yeah smackdown and the hall of fame on friday which no one's gonna be at nxt which is featuring the great (laughs) muda who never wrestled in wwe oh my god really Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, he's going to be inducted. Uh, Rey Mysterio is going to be inducted, even though he's an active wrestler. And also announced uh, my childhood crush, Stacey Keebler. So, Keebs, you earned that one. Isn't uh, Andy Kaufman being inducted, too? Yes, Andy Kaufman is also being inducted, because I'm yeah. very timely. Um, unfortunately... <laughs> the gym and they have a splinter. The, the people I want to hear from... Uh, in this Hall of Fame class are either dead or don't speak English very well. So uh, it's going to be a quick one. Let me tell you that. I, I'll tell you, Monty. Very presumptuous of you to say that Andy Kaufman's actually dead. I, I'll, I'll tell you. If he came out, could you imagine? This would be the time. This would be this it. This would be the time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I Let me tell you, Monty. I was at uh, Ring of Honor's New Japan crossover show in Madison Square Garden, and the Great Muda came out for a battle royal, and people lost their shit. Yeah, I can I imagine. Mean, oh my god, dude could barely move, and it did not matter. Dude's the coolest mofo in existence. Yeah, he's my favorite out of uh, all the Japanese, except for one other guy, but I don't know what his English name would be, but... Yeah. What 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 is his non-English name? Uh, I don't even know his the Mandarin pronunciation because my dad watched uh introduced me to to uh, Jap- Japan pro wrestling. He's like one of the biggest guys. He's kind of like the Andre Giant of the Japan wrestling. Baba, Giant Baba. I think they call him Giant Baba. In English. Yeah, the guy with the with like the small arms and the big head. Yes. Yeah. 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 Giant I managed, Baba. I managed to pull the splinter out with my teeth. My gosh. He, Come that's, on, that's man. Awesome. Matt, you're you're ruining our vibe. <laughs> no, the uh 
Uh, Giant Baba uh, was the founder of All Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, shit. Mm, yeah. Which was a counter to Antonio Inoki's New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Antonio Inoki is a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit, yeah, yes. It's... But he ended up winning out because no, when Baba died. like Vince. The... Uh, <laughs> When Baba died, the ownership of the company went to his wife, mm. and everyone hated his wife so much that everyone but like two people left to go to New Japan. Wait, really? I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, and all Japan never recovered. Oh, I didn't know that. Are they are they still around today? They are still around. Very very small footprint. They're. They're like impact sized now. What's the number two branded Japan? Uh, number one is New Japan. Number yeah, two course. is Stardom, which is the number one women's promotion in Japan. Stardom's awesome. Stardom is really cool. It I, is I'm, terrifying how brutally like hard style Joshi, looks. All the Joshi wrestling is really cool. I, yeah. I mean, I've I'm in love with it. We're gonna get to that here. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Uh, let's, after. Let's, the important thing are the independent wrestling shows, yes. which mainly take place Thursday and Friday, several on Wednesday, several Saturday and Sunday mornings, including Mitzvah Mania for those who mitzvah are attending. Mitzvah Mania? Yep. <laughs> what uh, is Mitzvah Mania? It's, the, it's a uh, show that's taking place in a synagogue that features Jewish wrestlers. Dude, what? Wow. You're going, yeah, right? cool. You're, wait, yeah. you're going to this? I, I wish I was, but unfortunately, it's across town from Mania, and it takes place like two hours beforehand. Oh, yeah, that is a fucking travesty. It is a tragedy. Damn. Oh, Very that is so. Oh, oh, man, I'm upset. I want to go to L.A. just for that. <laughs> I know. It's awful. Uh, but on the bright <gasps> side, Friday, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling is having their first ever live show in America. Oh, shit. Whoa, that's going to be awesome. And the card for the show is pretty crazy. Uh, Janai Kai, Yuki Kamifuku, uh, Rika Tatsumi versus Billy Starks, Hikari Noah and Nao Kakuda versus Suzumi and Arisu Indo, Hyper Misao and Trishador versus Yuki Aino and Raku, Shoko Nakajima and Mio Watanabe versus Max the Impaler and Heidi Howitzer. And in the main event, Yuka Sakazaki and Mizuki versus Mio Yamashita and Maki Ito. Um, if you haven't heard any of these names, watch the show on Friday because they're going to beat the piss out of each other and it's going to yeah. be awesome. Is it, where, where can people watch that? Like if people want to try to watch that live. Uh, this is going to be available on the DDT Pro service, streaming service. Shout out to DDT Pro. Yeah, it's a very good deal. You get like three promotions in one bundle, and I think it's cheaper than New Japan World. Also Dude. on Friday is going to be the sole representation from Tony Khan Booked Wrestling. Uh, it is the Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor, a WrestleMania weekend tradition. Featuring the Reach for the Sky ladder match for the vacant Ring of Honor tag titles. Uh, Brian Cage's Embassy will face AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Grand Metalik in a six-man tag match for the Ring of Honor six-man titles. I am ready for the flippiest of flipping. 
Samoa Joe defends the Ring of Honor Television Championship against Mark Briscoe. Athena defends the Ring of Honor Women's Championship against Yuka Sakazaki. So I'm seeing her wrestle twice in one day. Let's go. Girl. Oh, man, she's going to be exhausted. Uh, Iho Del Vikingo will face Commander for the AAA Mega Championship. Wheeler Yuta will wrestle, will defend his Ring of Honor Pure Championship against Katsuyori Shibata oh. in his in one of his like fifth match back after exploding his brain dude my my body for that match like i don't get super pumped about wrestling very often i like i'll get like mildly excited but wheeler yuda versus shibata sounds like my dream it it's does, like there's, but there's if a... Wheeler wins, I'm going to be so bummed. Yeah, no, no. Wheeler needs to get the living piss murdered out of him. Wheeler gives me, like, real Scrappy-Doo vibes right now. And, like, yeah. I feel <laughs> like, like he's supposed to. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I think he's going to win. But, like, uh, man, Shibata just should destroy him and become really the champion. Should. Because then imagine if we get him on TV as the pure champion, like, regularly. Oh. Mm. Because aren't because aren't they doing a more like scripted thing with with Ring of Honor now? Uh, they have a weekly show on Honor Club. Okay, but yeah, isn't that like pre-recorded though, so they don't have to do it live? Yeah, they're taped. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, Shibata could do more on a taped show. Uh, and of course, in the main event for the Ring of Honor Championship, Claudio Castagnoli defends against Eddie Kingston, a feud which dates back to Chikara. Wow. Yeah, he uh, Claudio never gave Eddie the win he deserved before he went to WWE, and uh, Eddie never forgets. Isn't Chikara uh, the comedy? Like all, well, all... a lot of it is, but they also had really in depth like crossover stories. They set up a uh, a time travel arc. Okay, like three years in advance. What? So they had people doing shit like in I'm making up the years, but in like yeah. 2009 they had people doing stuff that would pay off in like 2011. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. And then Mike Quackenbush got really weird and no one associates with Chikara anymore. Mm. Very sad. Wait, did you did you mention the the Lucha Brothers top flight? Yeah, they're in the ladder oh. match. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ooh, I, I yeah. missed that. But that I didn't once I saw the 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 poster with all of them on it for that match. Ooh, that one's that one's also going to be a good time. So, I, how how popular do you think Supercard of Awesome is going to be? Or of honor, I of honor. I think it's most people are going to regard uh, regard it as the show of the weekend. Okay, it seems I really like do. it. But yeah. I tell you, if they don't think so about that. They might think so about the other wrestling show I'm going to, the wrestling show that's going to kick off this week, Thursday afternoon, the WrestleCon Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show is going to feature a 10-woman tag team match from Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, okay. a six-man tag match where the United Empire, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis will face Time Machine, which is Kushida, and the best tag team in TNA history, the Motor City Machine Guns. A six-man lucha tag team match, Arez, Latigo, and Toxin will face Aramis, Galeno Del Mal, and Ray Horus. Michael Oku will face Rocky Romero. 
Single standout Brian Keith will team with Kenta to face filthy Tom Lawler, who you would love, Matt, and his <laughs> partner, which is currently unnamed because uh, because it was going to be, I think, Will Ospreay, and he got injured. Oh, no. And then it was going to be Davey Richards, and he got canceled for beating up his wife. Well, that's good. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, Shigehiro Eerie from Stronghearts is going to face Speedball Mike Bailey, who's who I haven't mentioned him here on this list, but he's probably going to have the run of the week. Uh, he's main eventing the New Japan Impact crossover show against Tanahashi. Oh, my Lord. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not yeah. going to that? No, instead I'm going to the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast live show. Why? Because. You don't want to see that? You don't want to see Tanahashi? I saw Tanahashi wrestle in a building of 20 people. Okay? All right, never mind. I, I've I've seen Tanahashi win the IWGP US title from Lance Archer in the front foyer of the LA Coliseum. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was weird and great, and I want to sign Tanahashi towel from that event, okay? Yeah, but fuck so, a live podcast. So the only I podcast we're seeing live is the fourth times the Chive Live show. Yeah, I, I don't disrespect Tanahashi. Anyway, I'm also going to the Hollywood Hunk uh, live you're comedy saying, show you're saying Shabbat is after that as well. So Hollywood Hunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping myself busy. Uh, and, and in a special singles match, this one has me very excited. Negro Casas. The 63-year-old Lucha Rudo, legendary heel in Mexico. He is going one-on-one with one of the most influential wrestlers of the 20th and 21st century. He's going one-on-one with a guy who I don't think I've seen wrestle in person in about 20 years. He's going one-on-one with Ultimo Dragon. Oh, cool. Yeah, I am super excited by that. Uh, and I'm going to provide updates somehow. Follow me on Twitter at B Tucker torch. I'm going to be talking all about this shit throughout the week. And he'll post Um, videos on the Instagram. Yep. And, uh, pray for my wife because she is tagging along for all of this. All of it. All of it. She said, I'm only going to do this one year. We live here. So this is going to be the one (laughs) she's going to do all of it. All of it. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep. And there's more. There's oh, there's over 75 events that are scheduled WrestleMania week from independent companies. Are you going for the both the two shows uh WrestleMania? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, all the things I mentioned, I'm doing all those. Damn. Yeah. I would have added an extra one Thursday morning the Santino Brothers wrestling showcase with Willie Mack and Kid Bandit, but Rebecca said that she needed to eat lunch that day. No. So we're not doing that one. Eat a big breakfast. <laughs> well, it's at like 11 a.m. Uh, uh. That's a, that sounds like some quitter mentality right there. <laughs> you know, you're right. You're you right. Can, you can hike a fucking mountain. You can go to an 11 a.m. show on Thursday. Come on. It was either that or early morning guy steals early morning show that takes place at midnight friday like thursday into friday and you're going to that until like three in the morning are you gonna to go to that uh no 
Oh, no. It <laughs> so was, many I missed opportunities. Did, I almost did, but I felt like Rebecca would need to be hospitalized by the end. So I was like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I not. think she's going to have to be regardless. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So anyway, <laughs> that's the WrestleMania rundown. I'm all Sadie Spaghetti. Woo! It's time for some early action, though. It's time to talk about John Wick. Pew, 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 pew. pew, 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 pew. Oh, I'm John Wick. You <laughs> killed my hell? dog. Oh my lord! Oh what the God. fuck? What did it do, man? <laughs> All right, hold on. I need to. I need to like get back in the mood here. Her name was Daisy. <laughs> what the <laughs> heck? I'm I'm Keanu Reeves. I'm glad we're gonna. Do? I'm glad we're gonna cut Keanu all of this. Look at me. I'm wall running. Ah. Yeah, this is I'm painful. driving a car real fast. So, yeah, Matt, what do you think okay. of it? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to let that one go as long as it was ready to go. Until... Woo! All right, so uh, John Wick Chapter 4, the, the fourth installment in the amazing franchise by Keanu Reeves and Chad Sal- uh, Stalznik? Stalatsky? That guy. Um, is... Yet again, I think one of the best action features we've ever seen. Without question, the best fourth movie in a, in a franchise. And I think it outs if you if you remove the sheer surprise of the first John Wick movie, this might be the best John Wick movie. And I I I without without real question or reproach will gladly say that it is the best epic action movie we've ever had. I think it's also the longest John Wick, right? It's a three-hour movie. Two hours and 49 minutes. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, so it's truly an epic, but, like, it it doesn't feel that runtime at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so in in this one, we, of course, we got Lawrence Fishburne. um, uh, We got some new – we had Lance Reddick, Ian McShay. Um and you know all the other mainstays of the series, but the real the real highlights of this movie were of course Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, um, Clarcy Brown, uh, George Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Yeah, Clancy Brown. <laughs> Don't forget and, SpongeBob and, guy. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. And and my one of my highlights was uh, Shamir Anderson. Um, as well as amy kwan who's going to be playing the new john wick lady eventually really (laughs) well no we won't get into it my highlight you're missing out is uh hero yuki sanada and oh yes uh, first time her her acting debut rina sawayama and she's a pop star but apparently when i looked into her she actually knows how to kick some ass so yeah she was pretty badass yeah, in the movie. she actually is a martial artist uh, in training as well in, in in her outside of her pop life um but yeah, no, yeah. the yeah Don, donnie and oh yeah I mean, oh man like i'm pretty sure oh oh let's not forget one of my favorite guys um scott atkins yep Come yeah, on, was... man. We got to give him a shout out. It's just, he'd been asking to be on John Wick, and he finally got it. So I'm pretty happy for him on that. 
the the whole the whole film was stacked there wasn't like even even the thousands of dead bodies that john wick just went through in this movie there wasn't a single second of the film that felt like dull or underutilized and even even the actors like during like the um the parallel chase scene there are the the actors are just all of them are so committed to the the performance like i don't think there's been ever been a better like stunt showcase yeah you know done in cinema like this like like you know tom cruise hanging off the side of a plane airplane is really cool but what this movie pulls off in a sustained way they oh they pulled out all the stops for this one they they i think truly epic yeah it's it's just like unbelievable how they shot and like one of my favorite scene was that top down view oh yeah he was going oh, through. it's like a video game ben, like, ben, have, have, have did you play hotline miami i did i did play hotline Miami. i sucked at hotline miami <laughs> Okay, so you know the frenetic kind of like yes. top down energy. They they nearly recreate a Hotline Miami scene, and it's a it's a sustained single take for like nine minutes. Yes. Wow. And, and the- with with one of the coolest weapons, I won't we I won't give away what the weapon is now, um, but it is one of the coolest weapons I've seen in a John Wick movie. It kind of was a hom- homage to Constantine. Yes. Oh yeah. yes. oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. fuck yeah okay <laughs> i know but, it's on yeah. audio it's just me saying oh yeah a bunch of times but yeah if you get that reference and yeah. you've seen the movie that's a fucking good reference yeah and it, it, the, the, it's these whole new it's like a, i love all the characters there's no one that you can yeah i was like. i genuinely fell in love with tracker or uh, Mr. Yes. Nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, one of the most interesting, like he had very unique guns. Yeah. He had very, he had a very unique way of moving through the world, and I loved his use of the dog. Man, yeah. I, ooh, he, that dog. He's like um, an old, like he's like, he's like his character is like this, this guy you ripped out of a western because all yeah, the well, weapons he used are very traditional. Like yeah, they're all like, all very mechanical. Yeah. There's no like high tech. It's all very simple stuff that's difficult to break and easy to fix. Yeah, I mean and, they and they and Shamir Anderson in a few interviews talked about how like um, Chad let him really kind of develop the character in ter- like mentally. So like he is like a uh, like the lore that he came up with mattered, and so like in universe he's like ex military and like has all this experience. I there's. There's a scene where he does something with his backpack oh, that is yes. one of the most satisfying <laughs> reveals. Like yeah. it comes out of nowhere. Like you don't, you don't even like, he's got a backpack the whole movie and then he does something. And I was like, just legitimately have never been more blown away by a backpack based transition yeah. than, I think than that in the film. At this point, we should let our listeners know that we're just covering off the non-spoiler part. The spoiler yeah. part is coming up, so just bear with us on this one. But yeah, like this film, I have to say, it's a, it's really nice how if you watch it carefully, it's like a mix-up of modern-day action mm-hmm. and a tone of you know the old-school spaghetti western style stuff. Yeah, like but there's it's also, a lot of that. Yeah, especially with the duel at the like the western. Like I think each of the movies has done like a different kind of action, like 
big action kind of like in their like presence and like their mm-hmm. aesthetic like each of them has had their own unique feel and this one you're right definitely has this like massive epic you know western duel yeah like the like yeah. him and donnie yen's character their relationship the fi- the the linchpin at the end of the movie like what everything's being predicated on yeah and, and oh clancy and I, Brown, uh clancy brown's character is yes. so western like it's like He's like that that undertaker that stands yep. on the sideline and just yeah the watches. harbinger yeah I which I love is like such a great name I know. I, I will say you know I I recently I just rewatched the trailer mm-hmm. and despite what how much of the movie the trailer shows you it shows you fucking nothing yeah and they it shows kept it and really the, well and, hidden yeah and the trailer does do a good job of not giving away any of the story. And it's not because there's a lack of stories because there's like a deep abundance of it yeah. and it's done so well. I think John wick talks like 10 lines in this whole movie. Um, and it's, it's absolutely tremendously like rich with narrative. And that's we not don't... like crazy violent. Eh? Well, like, I'm super, okay. Well, not like, uh, I mean, in violent in the sense of like a lot of blood and guts and everything. Like that. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It's, at least it has blood, unlike another movie we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it has a good use of like tasteful gore. Yeah, it doesn't have like yeah. in the. I I recently my my uh I watched all of the John Wick movies leading up to this week, um until I saw it, so I could have like the full totality of the John Wick universe in my mind as I went into the fourth movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> outside of the um in this movie the hand scene and maybe some some of donnie yen's stabs yeah. um the the only really atrociously bad scene was in john wick three um when he stabs the dude in the eyeball yeah yeah everything that and i guess the um uh the uh the leader of the um of the Italian mob that's killed in movie two mm-hmm. and, uh, when she slits her wrists. That's also pretty brutal because it's all on screen. Yeah. Um, but those are the really only two like gross violence that we see in any of the movies. But you're, you're right. So this movie's really tasteful with its violence. Yeah. And there's something interesting about this time around. I'm not sure. Have you guys played Max Payne? Like the first one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I love you it. Know how... Great movie, too. Yeah, so you know how Max <laughs> Payne... Fuck you, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, the movie? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's not talk about that one. But what I'm trying to get is that... You know how 1, 2, and 3, all the bad guys just come up, they get their heads mm-hmm. blown, a lot of headshots, a lot of headshots. This one, it felt like the near the end, the final level of Max Payne, where the, yeah. it's like they, everyone here has the bulletproof suit. Well, and yeah, it's so just so I was... hard to kill, and it's like it's. And can you imagine like coming up with the the, the stunt coordinator coming up? Oh, I know. With ways to make the kill happen is just unbelievable. Well, and the fact that that you know they're obviously not actually shooting each other, so them like reacting to the yeah, gunshots yeah, and that's the way I mean. they yeah. do it is so well. Like, like so there's <clears throat> we saw it in in Parabellum where the high table um, has soldiers that wear like full body armor that's like completely bulletproof. And except they can only the be sh- except for the neck, and yeah. they do that in this movie. Like, but like I just I, I just I just finished playing Spider-Man Remastered, and um in that in that game, as you get near the end, the base level uh skill and ability of the of the bad guys has gone up, 
And this movie did a, a really fantastic job for the majority of it by either presenting a situation that was very difficult to fight in for John, yeah. a large number of soldiers, or a, a, a good to large number of completely armored uh, opponents. Yeah. And it made it, it made it really feel like the like higher levels of a video game right like where yeah. he's fully ranked up because in the first game he's already a high level guy and you can just like headshot everybody but there's a lot more risk in this movie he's at full tier but because everyone else is stronger he's taking hard hits yeah and, and you get the sense that his <laughs> character is like completely exhausted like just yeah just going through because it's not just like gun food going on going crazy it's also him like getting really physical like getting it like all those jujitsu well, and stuff like yeah that. yeah it's well, like and you feel it you're like there trying to battle like through this whole film you actually feel the exhaustion of trying yeah. to win when you it, it uses it uses the two hours and 49 minutes perfectly because yes. when the ending yeah. comes you are so ready for it but like you're, you're not you're not ready for what's going to happen but you're ready for that like release and it comes just at the right time yeah I, well, and I will that, say, with that being said, shall we get into the realm of spoilers now? Yeah, yes. do it. We should. So, so we're, right. we're, so we're going to spoilers. Ben, okay. ben will edit in a, a moment here to tell you what point to skip to in the future to avoid the spoilers. Oh, God. Uh, I might do that. <laughs> Clap so Ben remembers. Anyways, listeners, we're entering spoiler zone. So just wow, give wow, you guys a wow. heads up. <laughs> All right. All go. right. Fire, okay, fire wait, wait, so before we, we, yeah, we've already entered spoilers. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think he's dead. Um, I guarantee you Keanu Reeves is not dead in the universe. Um, uh, I, I think he's totally alive. I okay. guarantee you. I know you're jumping to the ending, but can I talk about those sumo bodyguards? Come oh, on, man. Yeah. Come on, so, man. Yeah, Don't so Ben, at one point, at one point, they're at the the um, Tokyo Continental. Yes. And um, the the guy who runs it has two security guards that are two massive sumo wrestlers. Oh, correction, Osaka, Osaka, Osaka. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, Osaka. Yeah. Um, and they have one of the best. <laughs> Yeah. Like they they take like ten bullet wounds and just keep going. Yeah, like they just smashed the shit out of these people. It's I'm pretty sure like they crazy. one guy like right hooks the dude in the head. He just instantly dies. <laughs> and I like the how and that's when you get introduced to Donnie Yen's character, who apparently yeah. was at the beginning when they introduced his character. He's kind of like retired. He's yeah, so he's a but his downside was his thing with the tie table was that I guess there was some deal that happened that um, he's not allowed to be near any of his family. Yeah, well, I think yeah. I think the the key was is that like once he, when he wanted to get out, they were like, well, the only way you get like, and he knows that if he goes near his near his daughter, the high table would kill yeah. her. Yes, and so in order for him to stay loyal to the high table and for them to accept his his departure from the universe, yeah, he had to like a agree to not see his daughter, yeah. um, and so they use that against him to make him go after John Wick, which is such an incredible use of the world, and they do really do an amazing job of making Donnie Yen actually legitimately feel on par, if not better. Yeah. at fighting than john wick like now i don't 
and 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 I think given all things considered, I think John Wick would win because he's like a god. But yeah, Don, but Donnie, I think the only handicap that they you're right, like the only handicap that John uh, Donnie Yen's Kane character has is that he's blind. He needs the sound, and knowing John Wick is really good with stealth, he yeah. kind of has that upper hand, though. But he would try at least. Is it like I'm just curious from your perspective, like along with that deal that his character made, do you think he also had to give his give his eyes? I think there's a retirement. So I'm pretty sure there's a line where he says he did. Yeah. I think, I think earlier in the movie, he admits that he get, cause they, he comments on John's missing finger. Yeah. And, and I think I'm pretty sure Donnie Yen's character gave up his vision. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but he like, he even jokes, he's like, it wasn't a big deal. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he plays such a big dick energy. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like, like Like, Donnie Yen actually almost, if, almost slightly steals the show like you're always expecting to see what his character is come you know gonna do in the next scene or the next fight or whatever but the only downside for me was for me i was like didn't he play this type of character already in star wars rogue one i'm just like well that's why i've just given him some other you know disability yeah. aside of blind it's just like but the it character... was so badass yeah no I'm, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it i'm just saying yeah. that i was it's expecting little... i wasn't hoping I, like the trailer his, gave subtle hints but i really honestly wasn't thinking he was a blind guy no. uh <laughs> playing an assassin named kane who uses a cane to kill people yeah let's <laughs> go dude right hey, he's got he's got he a sword it. too yeah. Thank that, God they didn't name him Handstand. They kind of did the, yeah. the Zatoishi thing with his character. Like, it's kind of like a homage to that with his character. That's what I'm Yeah. That's what I'm getting from it. But, um... I, yeah, I personally, one of my favorite characters in the whole movie was Scott Adkins as the German oh, uh, the gangster guy. Yeah. yeah that yeah. That was... Cause that was a scene where like there was this like nice pause in the like intensity and it went yeah. to like a, like a contest of words yes. and it was so, it was like such trippy kind of surrealist, like part of the movie that it really kind of like captures you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and like kind of takes you off your feet for a few seconds. So do you want to talk about what the tracker did with his backpack? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah okay zone. that right, move so, was amazing but yeah go on go yes on. so bad so track so tracker is this like new character in the movie he's, he's like, like a, a hobo milit- he, yeah he's, he's like a okay. hobo the wanderer. and he's yeah. like he's a he's a professional tracker so he's been tracking john wick and he's like waiting until john- and they do a great thing with his motivations where he's hunting john wick and has found him but doesn't want to kill him until he's worth at least 40 million 50 million because it's 50 million, yeah, because yeah. it's not worth it otherwise. Good call. And he, and he is one of the – you know what? He, his character, I'm – like, it's he's a mysterious character. I hope in this universe they expand more on his yeah, character. Yeah, I, I want a lot I really want to know character. because keep in mind, he is always on John Wick's tail. Like, he yeah, knows John- how to find him very quickly. Yeah, and he's so he has incredible skills. Yeah. Um, and the whole movie, his like his main trait is that he uses like Western guns and he has a dog that kills people. Yeah. And he's always wearing a backpack and a hat, and he's always chilling. And finally, like as the movie progresses, he becomes more and more 
aggressive towards John Wick and starts pursuing him more deeply because the money's finally there. Yeah. And at one point, he's in a hallway. He's getting swarmed by guys. And for the most time, you've mostly seen him like at distance fucking people up. Right. Like a sniper. Yeah. Yeah. And when he finally gets into close quarter combat, he starts to get over him and you're like, okay, this guy doesn't have a bulletproof suit. Like, how the fuck is he going to get out of this? He flips his backpack over his head and it unfurls into an entire bulletproof vest. Iron Man style. Iron Man style strapped with guns. And he just fucking goes AWOL. It is one of the best. I think it was a good shout out to uh, Desperado with the suitcase. The guitar case. Yeah, it's like you never, you don't know what it is. But he is purely like, he's Django in the movie. That's all I have to say. Like out of the, I'm talking about old school Django. Like the spaghetti, Italian spaghetti western. Like his character is very mysterious. But one thing I like about his character is he's, Yes, he's greed. He's about greed, but he's also very honorable. Yeah, because that scene, or, like, like he teams up with John Wick after he realized John Wick saved his dog. Well, yeah, once yeah. that that's the best motivation because the whole movie is like, All right, I'm gonna kill John Wick, and then at yeah. near the end of the movie, the one of the main bad guys, like the muscle of the main bad guy is uh about to shoot uh tracker's dog and john wick saves the dog and that was enough for track to be like no bro i'm not killing john wick anymore which is like such a great moment and like a very real he was like because earlier in the movie they make a all right in um in the third movie they make a reference where um zero who's trying to kill john wick in that movie approaches him in like grand central station and they're about to fight, but a group of children walk by mm-hmm. and, and zero says to John, like, Oh, that's the difference between you and I, I yeah. wouldn't have stopped because of them. Yeah. And, and that, you know, is like, I think is why, despite everything and who John Wick is, he actually has allies. Yeah. Like it's why the, the, uh, Okada, um, manager of the continental legitimately is like, Oh no, we're friends. Like he has like a blood royalty. There were like also all three of them, like him, Donnie and and the, the Hiroki's character. Like they, I think they were all on the same team because they also are very familiar with each other's family. Like one would ask John Wick about his wife and then, he would later on ask Donnie about his daughter and he's, it's kind of like you're, you're all like, be drinking buddies before yeah and now business is business you know they gotta deal with things right so yeah. um but yeah and then finally that that dueling scene was so well shot. oh yeah so the Holy movie, en- crap, the movie ends with this amazing how, how was like, uh, lance school- riddick's performance He's great. He dies really early. He dies really early. But but his death was what dr- drives everything. Yeah. Puts wow. everything okay. Yeah. So he yeah uh, yeah. So at the beginning of the movie, Winston and and Lance go to confront the like this new the new the big bad of the movie, which Marquee. is the Marquis played by yeah. Bill Skarsgård, who's oh, terrifying who's looking. Really good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, right when they get there, like um, you know, his Lance Reddick's character. Ash Sharon is like, Hey, I'm going to come with you. And then the, uh, Winston's like, don't he's, you're basically says like, don't, you're going to die. And he's like, it's worth standing next to my best friend. Yeah. And then as he goes, like he basically instantly just gets shot in the chest and dies. Yeah. Like Winston Um, was expecting to be the one to get shot. 
but yeah. yeah. And like that pissed off Winston enough to help John Wick again. Yeah. And it gave and they've also blew up the hotel. And it gave John Wick the motivation to go and kill the marquee, which yeah. is like his like real objective with the whole movie, in addition to actually earning his freedom from the high table by challenging him to the um to a duel which is like old school magic so basically he invokes the old yeah. magic you, you know of what? the john wick universe you brought a good point there matt it's like it's in your it's interesting now that i think about winston was really manipulating everyone the whole the situation yeah yeah so he's I, everyone's playing winston's game but but everyone's okay with it yeah and the thing is, like, Winston is an even more dangerous character, if you think about it. Like, he's the brains yeah. of the whole operation, obviously. Oh, yeah. So. He's, he, there's a reason he's a, he's a manager of yeah. uh, the Continental. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, coming to the end, that duel, the, the, okay, let's, before the duel, the staircase fight. It oh, was man. just like, oh, my God. Yeah, so, so in, in Paris, to get up to this famous, uh, church or slash courthouse it's like 2400 steps right it's like it's like famous like long ass staircase and he has to slowly fight his way up the whole thing like section by section and there's a stunt near the end where he gets basically the top and then gets kicked down and in like pretty much one continuous take Keanu Reeves himself actually bumps all the way down the stairs. It's a very, it's like 250 steps. Um, yeah, it's one of the yeah. most brutal stunts. And it's sustained, too. It's not like a short stair tumble. Like, yeah, it was he really fucking goes. Yeah. And that church, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, like, to say that I've actually been to that church. Uh, yep. when i visited Same. paris it was it's such a beautiful site and i'm glad they picked that sh- scene to, well to the, shoot the shot the shot alone uh there's two there this movie like legitimately has oscar worthy cinematography yeah um yeah. they th- there's a trend in the in modern film where they like everyone tries to do like natural light um but they also make their movies fucking super dark you can't see what's happening yeah um and in in this movie they managed to hit that the combination of those two things perfectly because a scene like that on that on that where the duel is filmed is all filmed in the natural sunlight yeah and you legitimately get to watch the sunrise over paris on location and one of the most stunning things i've seen in a cinema in a long time like a genuine like lawrence of arabia level quality shot because yeah. we saw it we saw it in dolby atmos and the screen and the music and the audio was so f- i cannot i could i literally do not ever want to watch this movie on a tv i don't think because you need to the, have a really good sound system to yeah the audio sis yeah. the audio quality of this so like watching this on your phone or on like your computer with shitty headphones is going to rob you of a big part of this movie. And like, if you don't have access to a theater or a sound system like that, like do your best to, to watch this movie like on, in a the, big on the big screen on the best screen you can yeah. with the best audio possible. And just like try to remove all distractions So because like every shot in this movie is delicious. It's what do you think of the final fight would be the, the dueling with, donnie yen's character i thought that was incredible yeah i called it i knew that was gonna be i had a feeling that's how the ending like so they wait till the second to last the third to last shot Mm -hmm. and donnie yen like brutally wounds john wick yeah but doesn't um 
but but John Wick holds his shots, and then the marquee, the main bad guy's like, ha, I'm gonna do it, and yeah. goes to get the coup de grace, and then um, John Wick shoots him in the fucking head, and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved that. I thought that was it was beautifully shot. It was really well written. The, yeah. I wish I had this fucking. I'm terrible at remembering dialogue from movies, and I wish I had the script in front of me because the dialogue and like exchange between John Wick and Donnie Yen is some of the most like well-written action dialogue i've ever heard like you mean and the dueling scene or just the movie in general the du- just the movie in general but the yeah. dueling scene especially yeah. um i and- just love that i just love when bill sarsgaard's character came up went, went up to donnie and he's like mm-hmm. remember your daughter he's like fuck off yeah because <laughs> oh, nom- the dueling was he nominated him to take his yeah. place to shoot but him. he he also guaranteed his freedom yes. that was smart though because donnie made sure the marquee gave us because he knew john wick was going to kill him yeah. and the original contract of the duel was that if they lost the duel donnie had to die yeah and the well, harbinger would have killed him way, yeah yeah he was gonna yeah. die well yeah but but even even then if if he hadn't said yes you're free to mm-hmm. Donnie Yen before john wick shot shot the marquee yeah he would have had to die the carpenter would have killed him that's true because it was part of the agreement but he released him yeah and so it was the perfect it's like such a there's no no plot holes to be had it's definitely the battle of the minds at the end yeah but and a beautiful one battle friendship and loyalty to the end you think he's still alive yeah yeah so okay go on go on yeah yeah so he died they don't show him actually dead they show him collapse and then they show the grave with the with the headstone that Winston he asked Winston to make for him. Yeah. But they don't show him. No. And I legitimately think if I don't see body on screen, I think John Wick's alive, especially with the post credit scene. I think okay, uh, my take is I think this is it. That that's mm-hmm. it. This is the end of John Wick. Like his story is done. They they ended it off uh like a typical cowboy western the hero dies at the end i think um it's a it's a good departure it depends on how john wick's dead until they get offered a bitch load of money to which they're gonna like 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 that's the honest two spinoffs so here yeah they have two spinoffs but one is a prequel and ballerina is kind of like a parallel timeline i presume I think um, so. But, uh, okay, this is what I wanted to tell you guys. This is my prediction. Okay. Keanu Reeves, I'm just talking about movie business-wise. I know mm-hmm. this is Hollywood. They can always bring anyone. They can bring anybody back. If it's not a sequel, it can be a prequel, whatever, right? Yeah. But I'm just talking about business-wise. This is my prediction. Keanu Reeves got the deal at Marvel for Ghost mm. Rider. And because, and I'll, 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 I've watched some videos, they were doing this comparison, so I kind of am putting things together. Um, and also that they were originally going to shoot Chapter 4 and 5 back-to-back. Yep. But because I'm guessing, my theory is Keanu Reeves signed a contract with MCU saying that, hey, look, we need you to do Ghost Rider for the next whatever years, whatever deal they had. Mm-hmm. And he had to come back and tell Chad, he's like, guy, I can't do another one. I think we have to end this. And they both agreed because they're like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for you mm-hmm. to enter uh, MCU. So that's my theory. So that's why I think 
this is the end of John Wick, but they introduced so many characters that I think it's going to go off. Yeah, I think it's it's really easy to have Mia, um, Ami Kwan's character, become the new, um, like John Wick character, like the main character of the series. But who I is my Mia, actually, that's that's uh Hiro Hiroshio's no, daughter. No, 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 is it? Yeah. No, no, no. Or is that no? His that's, daughter that's is Akira. Oh Mia yeah, sorry, is sorry. Donnie Yen's daughter. Yeah, sorry, no, no. Akira, yeah. I think, is going to be the new John Wick. John Wick character if they can get her. And especially if she is like a trained marshal, she was great in the movie. Yeah. So I, I think I don't know. I, I think, think she could. I think the torch has passed over to Kane. I no, think knowing like how popular I, but, Asian uh, Asian movies are doing now in in uh, Hollywood, I think this company is probably going to cash I, out. I don't. I don't think Donnie Yen's going to want to. That's my I, my prediction is that Donnie Yen wouldn't want to commit because he's a year older than Keanu Reeves too. Like I don't think he's gonna want to commit to doing like like four of these, but I think someone like Akira, like a character's character, mm-hmm. would do like four or five of these as a way of like fully cementing herself in both in the, the American film market. I, like she, I mean, this I movie know. does the job, but if you get the opportunity to and to finally well, then, get a, so his then, own lead, lead then what do you the think? Movie, what right? do you think happens with the post credit scene? See, this is where. So you want to tell everyone what the post credit? Yeah. So stay behind after credits. Like yes, yeah, so after, after the credits, there is a post credits. So, yeah. So so Akira's character <clears throat> finally goes to get her revenge because she promised she was going to kill Donnie Yen. Because because yeah. Donnie Yen kills her dad earlier in the movie, pretty brutally. But don't forget, um, Donnie Yen's Kane character says, "I will be waiting." So oh, yeah, he right. could probably hear that blade come out. Because um, let's walk through the the ending. So it's Donnie Yen uh, after post credit. You see Donnie Yen walking mm-hmm. through the street. He's smiling. He's, he's free. got a bouquet of flowers. He's walking towards his daughter, who's playing the violin in the street as a street performer. And yeah, I think it's going to be like the first you see time. Akira on the other end walking towards Donnie uh, in, a, in a black hood. And mm-hmm. she she pulls out the razor in his in her hand. And just as she is about to approach him, the movie cuts to black. Right. And yeah. I, I, I think that's cool. But what yeah. I think is going to happen, and this is part of why I think John Wick is still alive. I think the next movie opens with as she goes to stab Donnie's character, Keanu Reeves like stops her hand, and then and then we get like an old man, like side oh, you character think John that's Wick, be like that, like John, John Wick in disguise. Yeah, no, no, no. I think John Wick's just in the in the aud- in the crowd with like behind, oh, and good, like right good. as she goes to stab him, like the next movie's gonna open. With the shot of her extracting the blade, and yeah. John, w- and then she's gonna go to stab it. And he's not gonna see, and John Wick's gonna catch, grab her arm. So John Wick is gonna take her on as like kind of a mentor, as opposed yeah, to yeah. John Wick. John Wick, because John Wick is dead, but John may still be alive. Like yeah, the, the normal, yeah. The, the life he wants. The, the John, because John, yeah. John Wick died. Because they make a very clear distinction yeah. of defining the difference between John. Like John the husband and John Wick the killer, yeah. like between the ba- and I think the Baba Yaga is dead. Yeah, but I think John is still alive. Yeah, and that that's who's gonna we're gonna see oh, in the future that's movies. A good, 
good blood. and he'll yeah. set up he'll set up a curious character as this like you know badass who he has to like kind of help bring down from the the rage of wanting to kill uh kane all right i'm down i'm down yeah, for that. that's my big prediction all right so from so John my, question, to... oh, right. my question my question my final question <sighs> is who would win in a fight between John Wick and John Wood, oh, who John would Wood. be the John last Wick. man down? John Wick, man. Son of a bitch. Yeah, just real quick. John John Wick 4 is a 5 out of 5 and a 4 out of 4 charms. It's a fucking perfect oh, movie. Perfect score for me, too. This is, I think this is one of the rare times that Matt and I agree on the score. Fully. This is yeah. 100%. Yeah, and definitely would watch it again. It, I'm gonna I'm gonna go see it on t- tomorrow in theaters again? after my dentist oh, nice. appointment. Nice. I got a dentist appointment tomorrow, and then we're gonna go see John Wick in the evening. Nice. Is Terry right, well, to blow out yeah. that wick? Because <laughs> 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 we gotta set some wood ablaze. Um. So, oh man. Last man down. Oh. A 2021 movie that ended up on Netflix in 2022. <laughs> yes. And the and the and the reason we were we were drawn to this um I was going to say cinema. like who the heck told us to watch this So so I I I train at 10th Planet Chicago um and there we have, we have a we have a group chat and some people were were chit-chatting one of our, our coach and a, a few others were talking about a trip they had taken where one of them convinced everyone to watch the movie Now some people had the opinion that it was like John Wick, but with better dialogue. Um, some <laughs> some some oh people God. had the opinion that it was a painful, awful fucking film that was torturous to watch, and and another individual said that they had watched the movie alone twice and they were going to do it again. And you know, I I Bullshit. took it upon took it upon myself. And upon What's wrong ben, with these people? I don't. But I put. I put like, the. Hold on, but but like, I put the. I put the weight of, of of our podcast on the line here and let them know that we would we would fully review the movie. Wait, now, you, wait, wait, wait. Matt, I I did on, not. On, Matt, Matt, didn't you say there was a some sort of bet going on? Well, it was it was a debate. It was a, oh, a it debate. was a debate. Okay, yeah, debate. What was the debate? Can you tell me between between either the movie being great? Okay. And worth your time. <laughs> and and it being awful oh. and not worth your time. Now now I'm sure we're gonna have an array of opinions here. Now but now Ben both I, Ben and Monty don't have a personal connection or anything to the to the to the people who suggested the movie and <laughs> and, and and their their potential logic for enjoying it, which are they, which might, are they gonna be listening to this? I you know, I really I, I hope I hope they're out there listening right now. <laughs> Shout out to the boys um and girls <laughs> of Tenth Planet Chicago. Uh so so before before we unleash the I'm gonna simply go over the plot. Okay. All right. So so the plot of this movie is that there's a man named John Wood and another guy has his wife daughter a female character that's important to him in a chair and says the world's ending because of a pandemic and a virus and he needs john wood to give up a bunch of people he doesn't so he his wife daughter female important character to him gets shot in the head and then he ends up in the woods 
and then a and in a, in a, in a and a pandemic happened. Whoa! Uh, and a bunch of people died. And then he did a ton of steroids until a random chick shows up who is the cure. And then they fight hordes of people. Um. And then the movie ends. So I, so woods, I don't remember lives the... in the woods killing people. Oh my god! No, he wasn't yeah, killing okay, anyone. So he was I, just living in the woods th- doing this steroids. Is kind of my specialty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is a real Ben flavored cinema. Yeah, so uh, the movie's not good. I oh, think all okay. of us will agree with that. Okay, we're just gonna get that out of the way. It's beautifully shot. The movie <laughs> has an ironic <laughs> charm to it. Down on purpose. It's shot. It's not shot well. They use Whoa, good. Actually, they hold on. <laughs> they use high quality cameras. Okay, there we go. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> So the actual visual quality is great. The cinematography is pretty bad in general. I agree it's with boring them. at best. They don't really have a keen understanding of why you make certain shots handheld, why you don't with others. The theory behind the cinematography in the movie is a jumbled mess. Yeah. Um, and, and at best, you just don't notice it. Uh, and, but and, that doesn't and, happen that often. And to back Ben up, like, you can tell, even though some scenes, time is supposed to pass, you can tell they shot all those scenes in one, one Yeah. Shot. Well, I mean, there's also, <laughs> there's like, also moments. <laughs> there's also a great moment in the film where, where the character tries to get his gun, sh- shoots the guy without pulling the trigger. The guy gets hit by the bullet. And then he shoots the guy after that. Uh, yeah, man. Like the, he gets shot with a pre-bullet. The uh, the the real interesting story. Yeah, the, yeah. The basic is he just kills a bunch of fucking people, and, and yeah, there's no blood. There's it's, no it's, blood. Everyone's they, wearing these thick ass oh, chest protectors. Half of the characters are wearing masks because it was clearly made during the pandemic. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> has to stand like six feet apart for most of the scenes. It's really there's we I think we counted and for the majority of the film there's only seven extras. There's seven extras for the mask guards, except for one shot where they added in like the producers of the movie so they can get a little cameo. Oh that they can God. that they can giggle to themselves about um okay i what the, the movie's not great okay what what makes the <laughs> movie that fun <laughs> is the story behind it yes and the studio so the the publisher of the movie is fabrication films i am not lying to you that is the name of the company yeah fabrication films it is a two-person company that distributes very low-budget films like Frank and Penelope, Within, Every Moment Has a Story, Sensation, Prope- Protect Your DNA, Behind the, the cleaner, Trees, It's a Dirty Job, Christmas Before Cabin, I Go, There's No Shame in Giving Up, Dead in the Water, Behind the Trees, Killer Anonymous. The Christmas Cabin. <laughs> Human Capital. Christmas Harmony. Last Man Down. <laughs> Dead in the Water. Human Capital. Killers Anonymous. 
yeah, there's there's a lot going on here. Uh, it's a two-person company, and it seems like they make their money by distributing low-budget films and uh, it, yeah. <laughs> distributing them to uh, Netflix or Hulu or Roku or any place they'll pick them up. And over time, that amount of money sort of congeals it's, together. It's a, it's a trickle effect. Yeah. Either that or it's a money laundering scheme. And with the or, company yeah, and fabrication films that does my, not list budgets for any movies they're partnered with, it, 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 it feels like... I feel like someone's taking a loss on their taxes. I think, yeah. you know, you know, you know. I think this is a movie-making insurance scheme. Like they well, know well, it's going to be crap. So. The other, the other thing about it though is it's not. It is. I think to a large part it is that, but yeah. a, a, to an even larger extent, it is the main actor Daniel Stisson's like vanity project. Yeah. Um, so Daniel yeah. Stisson, and if you look at his IMDb, you'll notice he has produced numerous shorts as well as he co-produced this film where he happens it. to be the star. In all of them, uh, he is the roided-out, yeah. juiced-up <laughs> son, son of, of a profession, and he's a, the son of a professional bodybuilder. Yeah, when it comes to real movies, he is uncredited roles in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yep, fighting with my family, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and Paddington Two. <laughs> On the other hand. He is the lead juiced up guy in Last Man Down. Yep. As well as uh, Run Faster in the shorts Gain, Retribution, Lieutenant J- Howard John, Last Survivor, or the boxing short The Box, <laughs> the soldier movie short Soldaten, the other kidnapped short Kill X. Yep. So, he's been trying for the last thirteen years now. It looks well, like <laughs> to, I, I think to break think, out in Hollywood on his own dime, and it when, doesn't seem like it's paying out. Unfortunately, when you read his mini bio on IMDb, which definitely wasn't also written by him, uh, he 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 writes that he was inspired. <laughs> oh by Oh my his god, father, this is such a long biography. Who was a bodybuilder <laughs> running his own gym. He was involved in bodybuilding techniques, which paved the way for Daniel to enter the bodybuilding area. Daniel spent most of his childhood learning from his father the art of bodybuilding. Literally, it would be correct to say that he grew up in the gym, and that's how he developed a passion for bodybuilding and power sports. And then it goes on to detail his entire bodybuilding career up until the in 2008 where he tore his left thigh while doing a heavy squats during a photo shoot for a Norwegian magazine. Dude tore his quad. And this made him that stop bodybuilding. Steroids, Daniel. No, no, look at this man. If you Monty when like, you first I'm saw fine. when you first saw I'm his fine character. With that. We we know the effects of steroid use. Like if that's the chance you want to take, go for it, but it's not helping. You know what I? I have to admit he did look good, but I mean, but, yeah, he's he's jacked. Yeah, he's jacked. But the just the dialogue. Can we talk about the dialogue? It's so so. <laughs> let, let, let let me let me finish this All point. Right. Anyway, uh, I'm not so 
what happened here, if you look at the producers, there's a dude who works at Nike. There's, uh, there's one of the owners of Fabrication Films. It seems like a bunch of people just pulled their money together so Daniel could make this pet project. I'm pretty sure um, he probably put a, a decent chunk of his own money into it. <laughs> almost definitely. It's a pretty cheap movie. It didn't pay out. Uh, but there is the it off chance. It made like $4,000. There is the off chance that a film distribution company named Fabrication Films <laughs> is a money laundering scheme of some sort. They have hundreds of movies They're in their library. Over 20 years, the company's existed. Yeah, and they've and just like, put home down We, we need to look into this. Like, we need to see where this came from, you know? Like, like what movies are in there? Matt actually watched one of the movies before. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they, they actually produced the, the award-winning, uh, f- or not produced, or I guess published, the award-winning film. Distributed. Um, r- distributed the film Risk Cutter's A Love Story. Uh, which is a fantastic romance, kind of emo romance movie from back in the 2000s. That's legitimately amazing. And it's the only film that I've ever heard of that's ever been released by the studio. I... I... (laughs) What would you like to add about the dialogue, Monty? Yeah, yeah, and about the movies in general. And and I would love to hear about your viewing experience and who you shared the movie with. I cringed so much that I think I chipped my teeth. And it's like <laughs> the freaking dialogues are just like someone reading out of a philosophy book or something like that. Like, well, the entire the entire movie sounds dubbed too. Yeah, but oh my gosh! Like I watched it with my wife, and we're like, "What? What the heck?" And she's she told me to pass a message to Matt. He's like, "Oh Matt, yeah, what the heck is wrong with you?" <laughs> 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 Look, it's it's a piece of, it's a piece of art. Like when 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 I watched this movie, like I didn't know it was a vanity project for the main actor until like midway near the end, <laughs> as Ben and I were deep diving into fabrication films and the other studios around this film. But like when you watch it as like a really really sad attempt of a super roided out bodybuilder who wishes he could be John Wick. Slash taken slash insert Liam Neeson movie here character. And and he just dumps all of that into a movie with zero plot, no blood effects, and like nice cameras. That's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. If if you're if you're on the right combination of like sleep deprivation and potential inebriation, like man, honestly, it's like kind of an okay time. If you're like if you did, if you watch it the way Ben and I did, which was in a fever dream while researching a, a studio that's doing money laundering, it's a good time. It was a great time. Yeah, we had so the overall point is that we had fun, a lot of fun with yeah. this movie. I I feel like, but it's awful. The yeah, the movie is charming. Yes. In that it is. The opposite of what it wants to be. Yes. So this this is a this is a movie and it's that, so that bald personifies about it too. You know. Yeah. yeah. This is it's a movie like that making pers- fun of Steven Seagal. Exactly. That's what this movie feels. But like. with a yeah. roided out good. dude who could do it. 
Yeah, this movie really personifies why we have a charm scale and a quality scale. Because for me, for me, this is like a three and a half. To, you know, like, this is a three out of four charms for me. Just because they're trying so hard and it's so bad that I'm having a good time. Especially the double shot with the gun. And I the agree. fact And I the agree. fact three that out he threw out, throughout the movie lets characters just beat the shit out of him. While he stands there like a limp noodle. Uh, and literally just does nothing. Um, but. It's also a one out of five. When it comes to quality of, <laughs> yes. of filmmaking. Dialogue. Writing. Uh, but you know. But it's got the charm. <laughs> I disagree. I think it's <laughs> it's a waste of a time to, to even be on. You haven't watched board. The House at the End of the Street, Monty. Yeah, Monty. You haven't gone through the suffering that Ben and I have for this podcast. Oh, my God. This, have, yeah, I'm sorry. This, I'm not giving a, a review on this film, unfortunately. <laughs> so, you know what? Like, if you want to say zero, 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 yes. It's zeros across the board. This, <laughs> this thing wasted an hour and a half of my time and it was just horrible horrible and i thought the room was better than this so, wow <laughs> i had more entertainment watching the room than this but i don't know it's just very cringy the ending was not surprising like i am your brother and it's just like dude man I really find that very oh, difficult. Oh God, to I believe. forgot about that. Oh, I yeah. found that very difficult to believe that you guys. Wait, how does the how does the movie actually end? <laughs> he it, she gets kidnapped. So if you check IMDb in the upcoming projects, you're gonna see uh, there's a sequel. In the oh, movie. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Let's oh, go. yeah that's right. I forgot. Yeah, the movie doesn't even end. Last man down, doubling down. <laughs> oh yeah, she leaves the blood in the refrigerator. Yes, and but he ha- he feels it's his job to rescue her or something like that. So. Oh fuck that movie! No, I, I think it just ends. I think mm-hmm. he just reads the letter and the movie ends. I think... hey, she she leaves it in art. Yeah, he just she just leaves the note in the book and the movie's over. I think they're gonna do the sequel thing. Oh, da- oh, they're a hundred percent gonna do it. He's gonna go the sequel. Her. Well, everyone knows that sequels are always better than the original movie. And <laughs> oh, so yeah. a sequel for this movie. Well, like John Wick 4 proved right. that you can make a I perfect sequel. I can't wait sequel. until we get to Last Man Down 4. Holy fuck. Oh, man. Laster Manor Downer. I mean, because the first <laughs> one's not good, Ben, right? Then, like, then you just got to make a sequel. A sequel, it. right? And if the sequel then makes $1,000 off of, uh, of an unknown budget... Well, well, I mean, then what's you just next? pump more money into it and hope and no you, one notices. And you make a third one. And now at this point, you're really deep down the, the insurance fraud, tax evasion, um, like money laundering scheme. So you might as well. For, for the juice. You might as well. What, what, what are you going to do this next time, Ben? I, I think, Matt. It'll be different the next time. <gasps> no, Monty, no. Fourth times the charm good night and good morning and follow us on instagram forever with the underground go see john wick 4 and talk to y'all later and lastly 
<laughs> on that no. level three. No. 